Hi, good day, mate. Forty here. So, looking at this story in the Times of Israel, Rady author Chaim Walder, accused of serial sexual abuse, dies in apparent suicide. And I think this touches on a lot of important issues. So, number one, there's no connection between religiosity and being a decent person. I don't think people are more likely to abuse children if they're religious. I don't think they're less likely. I don't think people are more likely to be nice or kind or ethical or upstanding. Like all moral virtues are situation specific, right? So some people are honest in business, other people are honest in their marriages, but there's no um, necessary accompaniment to, to these virtues. So all of our virtues. So I may be brave in one area of life, but in other areas of life, I'm going to be cowardly. In some areas of life, I'm going to be honest. In other areas of life, I'm going to be dishonest. And that's how it is for everyone. Like no one's brave universally through all areas of life. No one is honest through all areas of life. No one is reliable in, in everything. All our virtues are just domain specific. So just because you're religious, that does not correlate with being a mensch, with being righteous, with being upstanding, with being someone who doesn't molest uh, children or married women, right? So Haredi author Haim Walder, accused of serial sexual abuse, dies in apparent suicide. Celebrated children's writer found dead of gunshot wound by his son's grave in Petatikva Cemetery a day after fresh accusations came to light. So people will always try to make us choose between our integrity and our relationship with them. So people may threaten suicide, people may threaten to totally cut you out of their life, your spouse may threaten to divorce you, your boss may threaten to fire you, your, your best friend may threaten to never speak to you again unless you give in to them on something. So we're constantly forced to choose between our integrity and staying in relationship. So I usually choose to do what I think is right, that's cost me a lot of uh, relationships. So you don't, you don't sacrifice relationships uh, lightly. Obviously, if you could get fired, I mean, that's, that's very serious, right? So you don't just, uh, you don't just give things up. But, uh, man, my Oppo phone, just, just not working as well as I do. But, so he, he threatened to commit suicide if you know, people kept up with these accusations. And uh, luckily, people didn't didn't back off. But that's a very dramatic example. But uh, it's also very common. Right? People are always going to try to, you know, manipulate us to get what they want. So we're constantly being tempted to sell out our integrity for the sake of staying connected to the people most important to us. So I'm not saying you always stick with you know what you think is right. Sometimes it does make sense to compromise on something that's important to you to stay in relationship. So according to reports, he died by suicide, was found next to the grave of his son who died several years ago of cancer. So people will often try to use their family to guilt trip you into doing what they want. So I remember this reform rabbi, Sheldon Zimmerman, when I asked him about accusations that he'd sexually misbehave, he said, if, you, if one word... You know, about my family goes on your website. So you see this with politicians. You know, Elliot Spitzer, when he resigned, held a news conference, he went up and you know, brought his wife next to him. So politicians always want to invoke their family. So Australia's Prime Minister, Scott Morrison, he left the country when these bad fires were, were raging. And he said, well, I didn't want to let down my family. I'd promised them a, a vacation. So he was in Hawaii when perhaps he should have been on the job as Prime Minister in Australia. It was and the country was going through a bad time, so when he got criticised for it, he invoked his family, all right? So people will use whatever they can to manipulate you. They will use their family, they will use their religion, 
they will threaten to take their life. So he'd previously threatened to take his life over the revelation of accusations against him. So when someone threatens to take their life, I don't think you should back off on your integrity on speaking out on doing what's right. So the author of 80 books, so these were inspirational books for Orthodox Jewish kids. And just because someone's religious and writes inspirational books does not mean that they're, they're a mensch, that they're righteous. So he was 53 years of age. He'd hold up at his house for several days. He was accused last month by three women who said he had sexually abused them when they were 12, 15, and 20. The accusations were published in the Haaretz, that's the leading uh, British, Israeli newspapers like the New York Times of Israel. And in the wake of these revelations, several other women in the ultra-Orthodox Haredi community shared similar stories about Haim Walder on social media. So when you're wondering whether or not you should do something, always think about what would this look like if it showed up on the front page of Haaretz or the Sydney Morning Herald or ABC News or the New York Times, right? And to me, that's my current favorite moral test. Like, what would, it, what would the words that I'm saying right now, what would they look like if they were printed accurately in the Los Angeles Times? Known as an educator and therapist in the Haredi community. So he, this guy, Chaim Walter, used his popularity and his status to commit you know, sexual abuse. So I have found that the most G'day, Jim, how are you, mate? Good to see you. So I have found that the most charismatic rabbis have been the most morally unreliable, as opposed to the most morally reliable rabbis I have found have tended, generally speaking, to have the least charisma. So a lot of very charismatic people are very dangerous because they essentially you know, form like cult-like attachments and people use their power. People have power, they use it. Right? You give someone power then uh, they're going to use it to try to get what they want. And what other people want is not always going to be exactly what you want. So we all are locked in an iron cage together. And uh, no one's coming to rescue us. Right? God's not coming to rescue you. Right? God is there. It's up to you to connect with him. But he's not going to come and bail you out if uh, you're not willing to do the work. So you ready to go, mate? Yeah, I just go up the back gate. Okay, I'm just going to keep sharing my wisdom here on YouTube. So on Sunday, a Haredi rabbinical court deals with sexual abuse in the community said it had heard test 22 testimonies from people, including young boys and girls, saying that Chaim Walder had abused them when they'd come to him for treatment over the years. So more and more accusations are coming out about this bloke. So the chief rabbi, Shmuel Eliyahu, heads the court, posted Sunday on Facebook the court found the higher water guilty of the accusations before you go back to the u.s make sure you call me mate i absolutely will i expect to be back in sydney by january 5 and then i expect to leave for the u.s about 10 days after that so the head the upbeat in the head of this court heard from witnesses who testified to high water's adultery with many married women so there are quite a few rabbis who use their power and influence and charisma to have sex. So I was reading about Rasputin. He had a particularly strong connection with the Russian Tsar's wife and consequently with the Russian Tsar. And many noble women, married noble women, would have sex with Rasputin to try to get what they wanted in the royal court. So we all usually have some power. And, uh, and how you wield that reveals your character. Yeah, look forward to getting together, Jim. It's been great to meet you. And thank you so much for your 
you know, generous hospitality. I always appreciate those two mangoes, the first food that I ate on my arrival in Australia. Uh, we found him guilty without a doubt, the rabbi wrote, adding that the court had heard from women and girls that he had harmed. There is no doubt these cases are just a small fraction of the evil injury he caused. So someone can be charismatic and inspiring and religious and seemingly God-centered, and they can be an absolute devil in, in how they treat you. So half of abuse has got to be on the people who get abused, right? Because they're consenting. Chaim Walder was not holding people up at the point of a gun. So what kind of person, if it's an adult, puts themselves in a position to, to be abused? I, I know one woman, an acquaintance I'm of, of mine, who tells me how she's been raped repeatedly. Well, she keeps putting herself in positions to get, to get raped. She gets into bed naked with guys, they're naked, and then she's absolutely shocked that they force her to have sex. So, uh, there was a report in Haaretz in Israel that Chaim Walder could be heard on a recording telling a woman who had apparently told her husband that she had an affair with him that she should keep quiet about the matter. So he was heard saying that some things must be denied and that even if they bring a picture of me with you, I would deny it. I would say, this is photoshopped. Chaim Walder says, if their relationship was made public, I would shoot myself. You should be clear about that. Have no doubt about it, because from my point of view, that is the end of my life. Well, don't allow people to coerce you. Right? If, if people shoot themselves, that's on them. So you say you fire someone and then they go and kill themselves, that's not on you. That's on them. You publish an accurate report about them on your blog and they kill themselves, that's not on you. That's, that's on them. You kick someone out of your synagogue or your church and they off themselves. That's not on <laughs> that's not on you, that's on them. Yeah. Now thinking of changing my name to Mango Jim. It's a beautiful, beautiful thing. So the court uh, summoned Haim Order to give his version of events. He refused to appear. He claimed the verdict would be a foregone conclusion before he gave testimony. So the police had begun looking into the twenty two accusations of assault brought before the court. And Haim Order had yet to be questioned by the police about any of the accusations against him. So the, the media coverage of these sort of stories just totally glosses over the responsibility of these like, married women, adult women, who engaged in this quote-unquote sexually abusive behavior. They chose to do it, right? They weren't forced to do it at the point of the gun. Now, how much responsibility do people have for, for this kind of abuse? Now, we don't hold children accountable to the same you know, level that we, we hold adults. So... Some of these girls say the abuse started at age 11, at age 13, at, at age 20, right? So age, age matters as far as responsibility. So the, the Haredi newspaper Yateid Neiman, where Chaim Water was employed, warned him if he didn't take a leave of absence, he would be fired, and all sorts of other Haredi Jews completely cut ties with Chaim Water. He's removed from his work at the ultra-Orthodox radio station, Radio Kol Chai, the, you know, the, the voice, the voice of Israel. And his books have been removed from uh, all sorts of supermarkets and Jewish bookstores. And uh, this children's magazine said they'd stop publishing his stories. So I always ask, how is this going to look if it shows up on the Times of Israel? Bye-bye.